Coming up, David, you spent the day in Paris yesterday. I did. Uh, we're going to talk about the transparency survey that we launched this week. Yep. And finally, we'll look at some themes coming out of the Mobile World Congress. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 13. Lucky. Mm, for some. Uh, so today, uh, you spent the day in Paris yesterday with the WFA. So we'll talk a bit about that. Yeah. Uh, we launched this week our transparency survey, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And also this week, as you may be aware, is Mobile World Congress Week. Um, and so there's some interesting stories coming out of that, and we'll pick on a, a couple of those and the impact on mobile advertising. All coming up on today's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. So first up this week, uh, you've been spending some time in Paris with the WFA. That's right. It's a very privileged environment for me to be in. I was with the uh, sourcing forum at the WFA, mm. the procurement teams. And so just to clarify, so the WFA is uh, the World Federation of Advertisers, uh, which is a trade body representing... Uh, some of the largest global advertisers. That's right, yeah. yeah. And so last October, we collaborated with the WFA on a study. Um, And uh, they sent this question out out to their members. Uh, We got the findings back. I presented to the US Sourcing Forum in New York in December. Mm -hmm. And yesterday's meeting was the European uh, team. Yeah. and so, uh, so what are some of the what was the kind of purpose of the of the research? What what was it looking at? Because we obviously can't talk about the results, right? No. Because the WFA will subsequently publish those. That's right. Um, so it was about it was understanding how organisations stretch themselves internally, mm. both from a marketing and procurement perspective. Who yeah. has accountability and responsibility for what different functions within the kind of the marketing communications uh, processes? Yeah. Uh, and to see whether there are any kind of commonalities, whether there are any serious outliers, and whether yeah. there are any key insights that they could share with all of their all of their members. Yeah, fascinating stuff. And the, the, you know, in our experience, the, these the trade organisations, um, you know, we think doing really good work because they they enable, they create these fantastic yeah. forums and bring all these amazing brands uh, together to share learning. Absolutely. Um, so why is why is it important now? Do you think to think about? operational structures is why does that seem pertinent well i think frankly because uh you know the media industry is is so dynamic right it's Mm. changing so quickly uh there is a great deal of confusion i think out there and uh the way that an organization structures itself to best capitalize on the opportunities that are out there i think is is really sensible and i think by understanding how uh, lots of companies do it. Uh, mm. The WFA members can can get a lot of insight and get a lot of value from yeah. that. Okay. Well, that sounds like good stuff. We'll, uh, I don't. We haven't got a date yet for the white paper being published. No, but that's. I think that's the next key milestone. So the idea is that a white paper will be published, available to WFA members, um, and so we'll look to help to contribute to that as well. Yeah. Good. Look out for that if you're a WFA member. So the second topic we're going to cover today is an area that we mentioned last week, Mm. and it's to do with our transparency survey that we officially launched uh, earlier this week. Yes, indeed we did, because we talked last week a little bit about the relationship between trust and transparency and the need that we thought to try and 
elevate conversation around media transparency out of those kind of toxic elements that yeah. we, you know us and many other people have been uh, talking about for many many months and just try and get back to this idea of improving mutual understanding yeah and so we've been working on this for quite a while we mentioned it in the media snack last week about the survey that we're going to do which is the beginning of a series of initiatives that we're looking into transparency as a, as a kind of bigger business principle yeah. Um, so the survey is now out. We'll provide links to it. Um, we've distributed it through our own email database, but you know, hopefully this will kind of reach out to, to others and we, we uh, you know, encourage you to take a look at it and you know, be very grateful for your participation. And it's open to you know, global, regional, local marketers, procurement leaders, agency leaders, other consultants, journalists, anybody with a kind of point of view. Yeah. Because it's quite an open hypothesis, right? And, and what we're looking at, actually, is the idea of whether transparency generally can breed trust. Yeah. And actually, if trust is a component of really good, highly productive business relationships, um, that's what this purpose of the survey is. So it's a slightly more macro perspective. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is, you know, it's, it hopefully will help elevate the conversation a little bit back to where, to where it should be. Um, so we've issued, we, it was issued yesterday. We've already had an overwhelming response, frankly, uh, in the last 24 hours. The survey's open until uh, end of uh, so end of next week, so 4th of March. And then what's going to happen? What are we going to do with the results? Uh, so then, then we do a bit of analysis. So we've got a bit of analysis to do, and the plan is to be able to re- report back to anyone that's that's contributed. Um, you leave your email address, and then we will send back a very simple report. Um, which aggregates and anonymizes all of the respondents because it's fully confidential. Yeah. Um, and that will give us some insights into how much transparency might affect trust, how important trust in, is in business relationships. Mm-hmm. And then looking specifically at media, we look at some, th- you know, a- what areas may be uh, contributing to levels of transparency. And that's the bit that I'm most interested in, to see yeah. where the, the key sources are of of concern when it comes to transparency because yeah. it's a pretty broad church at the moment transparency and the issues around it yeah. so being able to identify what those uh, pressure points are I yeah. think will be really interesting it'll be good I, I hope it contributes to the debate mm-hmm. um, it's timely because you know as we've talked about a lot you know there's lots of uh, investigation and questions around media transparency whether it's you know ad blocking which we're going to talk a little bit yeah. about later um, or you know rebates and all these kind of areas that are being investigated. Um, so our contribution to that is to try, perhaps try and get some insight into what, what which areas of transparency perhaps are the most considered the most important and influential um, in building relationships. So uh, that's uh, the the survey. We'll provide the links to it. Please uh, please participate. Please contribute and uh, look out for the report in your inbox at the end of March. Looking forward to that. Okay, finally this week, uh, some new developments on ad blocking. That's right. So, what's going on? Well, we, we, we heard recently that uh, some of the big mobile operators uh, are beginning to investigate or at least, you know, consider mm. bringing in ad blocking at a network level, yeah. which is you know relatively unheard of. So, yeah. uh, three 
uh, have partnered up with a, a, a technology company called Shine, and they yeah. only specialize in ad blocking technologies. Yeah. So they've done a partnership with them at a network level. And then there's EE, which is the, the largest mobile operator in the UK with 27 million customers well, investigating, okay. bringing in, or intervening at an ad blocking level yeah. at a network. Uh, and just and, so, and th- this would mean so as a user, my network provider, right? Which I use EE. Yeah. So my network provider would enable me to control to kind of switch off, switch yeah. on total ad blocking or control Absolutely. such control what ads yeah. and how they appear and all these kind of things. Um, so that's that's they're in an incredibly powerful position. Mm-hmm. I guess these networks, rightly so, given that they've got these networks of of users. Um, but that must be having big implications for the mobile advertising industry, Absolutely. right? But it tells you, it tells you that the corporations themselves, the CEOs of these organisations, are you know taking an interest yeah. in the quality of the advertising or yeah. the consumer experience yeah. that you know their twenty-seven million customers uh, are having uh, through you know the quality or you know bad or good of mm. the ads that are being served, uh, yeah. you know through the mobiles. And to what, to what extent is that? Because I mean, some of the reporting that's come out around it that we've that we've read is obviously saying we want to improve the consumer experience. Mm. There's been a lot of complaints from users, and I think one of the CEOs even said, you know, mobile advertising is crappy, and so mm. therefore, of course, you want to block it. Um, so there's a part about protecting the user experience and the data charges that go along with it. Yeah, that's, absolutely. I mean, that's a big point because people are paying for to download ads through their data. Plans mm-hmm. which are intrusive, which are intrusive and slowing down <coughs> downloads, and so you can see how the user experience could mm-hmm. be improved from that. But then, but also they're they're in an incredibly powerful position because they are blocking the entire you know mobile advertising industry, and in theory they could ho- kind of hold the industry to ransom, right? To oh. say you, it's pay to play, and they could start Absolutely. to monetize that That's that thing. that gate. And you know perhaps they're considering. Uh, you know, doing that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But I mean, it's a, it's a land grab at the moment. Yeah. And so we, I think one of the networks is, uh, I think it was the three network here, um, which said that they are planning some meetings with the advertising industry. Yeah, so right. I guess that they, they know the powerful position that they're going to be in. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, they want to work in collaboration with the ad industry, which uh, could mean uh, you know, there's a there's a cost to play somewhere right. down the line, um, but interestingly, that they are exerting this, exerting this yeah. uh, this influence now, uh, and it's a, it's something that's come out. This week is Mobile World Congress Week in Barcelona, mm-hmm. um, which is an annual event, which gathers together you know, anybody with a kind of interest and perspective on mobile, whether that's technology or networks or advertising, uh, and this has really kicked up a storm. Um, because Sir Martin Sorrell had a point of view on this, didn't he? He did, yeah. Uh, you know, which is uncommon, really, for re- for him. He doesn't normally speak out so uh, so clearly on these things. But uh, but he he presented at the Mobile World Congress on Monday, I think, and uh, you know made the point, which I think is quite well understood. But made the made the point to the to the uh, delegates there that you know the. Uh, Mobile's share of ad spend globally is about six percent, mm. um, but if you can compare and contrast that with actually the amount of time, which I think is a Mary Meeker kind of obsession, yeah. is the time spent within different media channels. Uh, 
is about 25% now of consumers' media time is spent so it's on mobile. It's disproportionate. It is. So the ad industry, generally, has always said, you know, great opportunity to, for growth in mobile ad spend, mm. actually directing brands quite, you know, intentionally to say, you know, upspend on mobile because yeah. look at this gap. But there's all, always been consi- you know, consideration and hesitation over the quality of the of mobile advertising and therefore the user experience and yeah. you know we've all complained of of you know the mobile ads mm. and now the networks have come right in and said we're in charge of this this is it uh, and that might stunt the development or, or the gro- that growth or provoke uh, you know an improvement in the industry yeah which is probably what it needs to do Absolutely. so actually the result could be could be that positive. Their intervention is quite positive because it's going to force the industry backwards mm. to rethink about how you improve that customer experience, mm. and that's got to be good for everybody. And, but it's going to be something that's going to affect all of us, so yeah. we'll have to keep an eye on this one. Yeah, indeed. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, please do the survey. Bye for now. Have a good weekend.